Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast of Develop Yaman, Develop Yaman Unplugged. And today I want to do something with you guys. I, I, I want to talk to you guys about patience and, and perseverance. But I, I want to have an honest conversation about this because we all are going through times of adversity right now. We are all going through times of heightened frustration. And... Uh, it's very important not to uh, give up right now. Now is not the time to give up on our projects. Now is not the time to uh, be defeatist. Now is not the time to uh, be cruel with ourselves. And I say this because we live in a point in history where we're so used to instant gratification. We're so used to getting everything we want right away with Netflix, with the internet, with infrastructure, with transportation. We're just so used to everything being readily available. So we are kind of impatient, more impatient than ever. But we also live in a point in history where we have so much time. Time to explore, time to learn, time to grow, time to make mistakes, time to reinvent ourselves a million times because there's no rush. I mean, there's no rush. We live to 100 now. We live to 110. And who knows what our generation is going to get to with all the advancements in, in technology and medicine and, and uh, nutrition and, and safety protocols and things like that. So we live in a point in history where we really don't need to rush. We don't need to be impatient. We don't need to force things. We don't need to be so hard on ourselves. But it's so tempting. It's so tempting to be hard on ourselves because we compare ourselves to others. And we compare ourselves to others at their peak. We don't compare ourselves to others in their struggle. And everyone goes through struggles. But with this influencer society we live in, where everyone is an influencer, everyone is successful, everyone posts their images on, on Instagram of their glorious, glamorous lives, we don't see what's behind that, you know? We don't see how much work it took for them to get to that point we don't see really all the struggles and surprises and rejections and frustrations and points at which they were about to give up. We just see people at their peak. And people tell us about their past sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes they want to act like they're perfect. Sometimes they want to act like they, we should listen to them and respect them because they are super successful. But sometimes they share with us their struggles and we just we're like, ah, yeah, no biggie. Uh, we like admiring people who we feel are have figured it out because we obviously want to learn from people who have figured it out. We want to replicate people's success. But by trying to replicate other people's success, we invalidate ourselves. We, we ignore our basic needs. We ignore our path. We ignore our, our, our strengths. And it's kind of sad when we do it. And I've caught myself during this pandemic a little bit Dealing with the challenge of not being too hard on myself. And obviously I'm an entrepreneur. I have a business. I have a team. And when this pandemic hit, it was like, oh my goodness. Lots of uncertainty, more economic stress, lots of canceled events, lots of can uh, canceled uh, talks and, and seminars and classes and things. Everything uh, has to be canceled. I had to cancel... Uh, classes with uh, or, or training sessions at, at different corporations and things. And I was like, 
oh my goodness, I have to kind of press the reset button and I need to adapt to online, which I've obviously spent a lot of time doing some online stuff, but my bread and butter was always kind of the in-person stuff. I was traveling around the world, doing classes, doing events, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, now I have to do more online stuff, which is stuff I've been studying, I've been learning, but it's, it's an uh, adaptation process, right? And then obviously the first thing that I wanted to do when the pandemic hit is I wanted it to be from one day to another. I wanted to have the same success I had in in-person stuff online from one day to another. So I had lots of excitement early on. I produced a lot of content. I produced a lot of videos. I, I really poured my heart and soul into this process. I uh, started creating digital courses. I advanced on our book. Uh, as well that can be distributed online. And it was like, okay, I'm going to adapt to this. I can do this. I can do this. But then things took longer than I expected. And I was like, no, like it's taking too long. Like I'm doing it wrong. I'm not good at this, blah, blah, blah. And I started beating myself up. And I had to remind myself, you know, I'm doing this because my goals are more important than my fears. But when you have adversity, when you have challenges, when you have surprises along the way, it's so easy to give in to your mental noise. It's so easy to give in to uh, your self-judgment, your self-doubt. And it's very easy to get lost with all that noise. And it's very, very important to identify that a lot of the things that we want to achieve are going to take a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. For me, it was like I had to realize that these things aren't built overnight. One of the things that frustrated me when I started adapting more to the online stuff was like, okay, I'll just do a bunch more videos. I'll, I'll just, instead of traveling as much and doing so many in-person classes, I'm just going to produce a lot of online content. And I started with so much excitement, but then I was like, the YouTube numbers are not growing fast enough. How, how is it uh, so slow if I produce so many videos, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, I started feeling like, no, 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 this is not working. And the interesting thing is I started investigating because it's like, I don't understand what's going on. And that's when I went in and I started looking for average numbers. What, what type of numbers? How many videos do you need to upload to reach a million, million subscribers? How many videos do you need to uh, upload to, to get over 100,000? And I started looking. And, and obviously in development, we, we do stuff in different languages, and we have many different channels, so it's kind of fragmented across different channels. But I started looking at, at the different channels we had, and I looked at the numbers. I have them right here. So if you want to reach a million subscribers on YouTube, the average amount of videos in a channel that reaches a million subscribers, try to guess how many. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, you're going to need like a thousand videos or something like that before you can get that. No, it's way more than that. You need three thousand eight hundred and seventy three videos to reach a million subscribers if you are kind of exactly average in terms of your youtube videos there's some people are going to do it faster there's some people that are going to do it slower but the average amount of videos you need on a youtube channel to reach a million subscribers is three thousand eight hundred and seventy three and people think that oh yeah, online success is easy. You just got to create a viral video and, and some content that's exciting and people will get there. Mm, no, I mean, some people achieve viral content, sure. But in general, it's a steady growth, right? The more steps you take, the further you get. The more videos you produce, 
the more subscribers you're going to get. The more you work, the more money you're going to get in general. Like the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. And sometimes when we're insecure, when we're in a vulnerable part of our lives, it's kind of hard to understand this. It's kind of hard to uh, be patient with this. And we go straight to self-judgment. We go straight to uh, being frustrated with ourselves. Or we get we, we, we start such an ambitious rhythm that we're so hard on ourselves and we burn ourselves out. So either you become lazy or you get burned out. Either you become defeatist or you push yourself too hard and then you just get to a point where you can't concentrate and, I mean, you're screwed. So one thing that I I had to do during this pandemic was to identify what behaviors am I doing that are counterproductive. And in the beginning, I was going with too much intensity and I burned myself out and I was like, this is not working. I'm not getting the results I wanted. And it's because I started sacrificing the basic things that gave me energy, inner peace, excitement, you know what, in developed young and recovered genital spaces, I started sacrificing those. And it was not good. It was not good. I started forcing productivity because I was in heightened stress because of the situation. And it took me quite a while to find that balance and, and reorient myself. But the important thing about perseverance is not giving up during times of adversity. It's not giving up during times of frustration. It's not giving up during times of difficulty. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm not going to give up. I can do this. I will ask for help from my team. I will try different things. I will recharge my inner battery. I'll play some more video games. I will do different things to adapt to the pandemic. I will do more things online and, and, and I'll try to level up my content. I'll try to produce better content. And I didn't give up, but I did slow down too much after things became frustrating. And there are a lot of you that probably are like, oh yeah, I'm just lazy. I didn't have passion in life, etc. That's because you haven't figured out your area of passion or because you have given so much power to all your fears, all your the judgments you've received, all the rejections you've received. And as such, you've made that mental noise so powerful that you're like, no, you know what? I'm 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 good like this. I'm I'm screwed. Uh and you just reinforce a situation you're in. And and it it's it's kind of hard to get out of that. Um but the first thing is finding something you're so passionate about that that it becomes like so important that one, you have extra energy because you're passionate about it, but two, you just, you will feel guilty if you don't do it. Like, you'll feel bad if you don't do it. Like, for example, the develop your element, one of the things that happens to me is, for me, it's a responsibility to share this information, share this knowledge, share these these practical tools and 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 basic self-awareness and and, and personal development tools that that really have helped me and my team and my family so much. So I need to share it with the world. So now it's like, okay, I have to face insecurities. Okay, I have to uh, sometimes do things that are uncomfortable or do things where I'm going to receive a bunch of hate. But I'm going to do it because this goal, this project is bigger than me. It's it's no longer about me. It's about it's about really just being generous. And... Um, it can be hard because we, when we go too much into the narrative of 
I can't do this, or worse, I have to do it before this time, that's when we really start messing up because we still have these kind of quote-unquote biological clocks that we have to do things before a certain time. You know, I know so many people are like, I have to be married and have kids before I'm 25 or before I'm 30, or I have to uh, have a stable job or I have to own a house before I'm 30 or 35. I'm like, no, you don't. We live longer now. And that's something that people don't get. People are still operating with the principles that our ancestors who only lived to 40, 50, 60, lived to, like had to follow. And we have to understand that that's that's not right. That's not how we're going to achieve things. That's not how we're going to pull things off. We have to be patient. We have to understand that a lot of things are going to take longer time than we would like. But we live in a time in history where we want everything right now. We want it now. We want it yesterday. Because so many things can be obtained now or yesterday. But a lot of things that are worth it in life take 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years, and it's a continuous process of just not giving up and keep building. I'm a big fan of of, uh, Gary Vee, for example, and uh, interestingly enough, recently he made a piece of content where he said, like, I think his first video, he made it at, like, 35 or something. He was like, and I'm like, whoa, like, I'm 30 and I'm already beating myself up by not being further along. And I'm like, that's right. You don't have to, like, you can start at any time. There's so many successful... uh, entrepreneurs, so many successful authors, so many successful actors, so many successful people in every career that are just finding themselves at 50, 60, 70, even 80. Like, it's never too late to educate yourself, learn something new, try something new. It's never too late to recover from mistakes. And I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care how much you've messed up or how irresponsible things you've done. I care about where you're going. Like, What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do to get unstuck? What are you going to do to not relive certain things? What are you going to do to not fall into the same habits? What are you going to do to be more responsible, be more productive, to be more more ambitious, to be more generous, to be more ethical? What are you going to do to change the things you don't like in your life? Yes, you know, you you can learn from the past. Just don't beat yourself up. We've all made a ton of mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, if you're not falling on your face, if you're not making a fool out of yourself, if you're not uh, getting rejected, you're not innovating, you're not taking risks, right? So, 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 so understand, like, it's part of the process. I don't care where you're coming from. I care where you're going, right? So if you have certain goals in mind, if you have certain ambitions in mind, understand that you need to break them down into smaller chunks and celebrate smaller achievements. And I know that... It's so easy to devalue anything when you have, let's say you start the month with a plan, I'm going to be at this stage at the end of the month. And you get half of it done. The instinct is going to be like, I didn't achieve my goals, I'm a failure, I'm terrible, how could it be? I don't understand, etc. But the reality is, you might have done more this month than you did the previous month. You might have done more this month than you did two months ago. So focus on the growth. Don't focus on your super ambitious goals because we all think we can do more than we can in the short term but we also underestimate what we can do in the medium to long term so 
If you look back five to 10 years, you're probably not going to recognize yourself five or 10 years ago. Hopefully, you have had a lot of growth or you've learned a lot of lessons. You have more stable relationships, a better economy. Maybe not. But in general, there should have been some growth or evolution, even though in some areas of your life you might have gone backwards. But compare yourself to your previous self, not to your future self, not to other people, because you don't know how other people are approaching things. There are a lot of people that, that are like, you know, I'm going to take this, I'm, I'm going to start a gym routine. I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to gain muscle. And this is a 30-day plan and it's going to just transform my body. Uh, let's face it. Most changes are going to take three or four months. And the ones that maybe do achieve things in one month, you don't know if they're taking steroids. You don't know if they have an eating disorder. You don't know if they're bulimic or anorexic. You don't know. But you look at that person and like, oh, why can't I have that body? Well, you can if you're patient and if you have perseverance. Or you can if you destroy your body and you are willing to embrace a bunch of very tough consequences for being impatient. Which one works for you? I, I would hope that you go for the patience and perseverance one. But it's so easy to, with all of these advertisements we get of like, ooh, gym routine uh, that's going to transform your body in two weeks or a month. No. Stop trying to find those quick solutions to things. How many months or years did it take you to gain that weight or of neglect of your body? How many years or months? Well, you're probably going to have to put in the same amount of years or months to recover from that, to get to back to the body you want. Things take time. You have to understand that it's never too late to change things. It's never too late to take control. It's never too late to create the life you want, the body you want, the economy you want. It's never too late. But things take a little longer than you expect in many cases. Not always, but in many cases. And if you can identify, oh yeah, here I gave up too quickly because I expected results in 30 days. I busted my ass for 30 days and at the end of 30 days, I didn't see enough change. Why do I even do it? Well, maybe that project is a four-year project. Maybe that project is a five-year project. Maybe that is a three-month project or a 12-month project. But in your mind, you wanted results in 30 days that's not going to get you to where you want to get. So I have many times with the business like gotten to a point where like, oh yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I get super excited and I'm like, I get the whole team riled up and then we start the process and there's one surprise here, one surprise here, a thing we haven't thought about here, something we hadn't contemplated here, something that needs to change here. Maybe we don't have the prerequisites for this. Maybe we don't have the infrastructure for this. Maybe we don't have the resources for that. Maybe, we, And then it's like, okay, no, well, that thing that I wanted to do in like two weeks, it might take six months. That has happened many times. Or maybe the team needs time. Maybe, maybe people on the team need time to face certain insecurities, need time to develop certain skill sets, and maybe I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this in two weeks. Like there are certain digital courses where I've been like, yeah, let's create it in two weeks. But I integrate new people that don't have the same confidence in camera, that don't have the same experience on camera, but are very brilliant minds, but have a lot of insecurities. And then it's like, okay, we have to build this. We have to develop these skills. It takes time. Okay, maybe we can develop these skills in this way and that way. And then maybe we work on this other thing at the same time. Then that project goes kind of, it slows down. 
And it's very easy to look at that and it's like, I'm a failure, I'm terrible, I don't finish things. No, it's like, okay, this project, maybe I was too ambitious in the moment in terms of timeline. I'm going to readjust the timeline. I'm going to see where else I can advance fast and what I can do to accelerate the process and build a better product. And that's, that, that, that works well when you're able to do that, but it's very hard. And I've seen so many people having such a hard time with things taking longer than they expect. And honestly, if something is important enough for you, if you're passionate enough about something, if you take the time to build it properly without like irresponsible shortcuts, you'll get there eventually. It's just a matter of time. But yes, if you want the shortcuts, be aware that many times your shortcuts are going to come with unforeseen consequences, with side effects, with burned bridges, and it's going to complicate a lot of things for you. And I know that because part of my personality, I have a fiery personality, I want productivity, I want results, I want to move fast. When things stop moving fast, I start acting out of desperation. I start acting based on my insecurities and I start mm, taking shortcuts that are shooting myself in the foot. And I can take shortcuts where I don't shoot myself in the foot when I'm at peace with myself, with my choices, when I'm regenerated, when I have confidence, when I understand the context, when I'm not forcing things. Sometimes I can optimize things and it'd be like, yeah, it's like understand that efficiency is valuable as long as you don't destroy things due to efficiency. And you got to find that balance between being efficient, but also following due process and doing things correctly. And yes, there's some things that are suboptimal where you can speed things up, where you can skip certain steps. And it's like having a GPS for your life or for your career and being like, oh, we found a more optimal route or we found a route without... Uh, as many obstacles, or there's a lot of traffic ahead if you keep insisting on this route. But maybe if you adapt to a different route, you can skip all of that traffic and you can get to your destination even faster, right? So if you start seeing your life and your career as something where you have a GPS that you can navigate and adapt, and it's like, okay, there's a roadblock ahead, there's traffic ahead, there's... Uh, 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 a new old road opened up or or there's less traffic this way, then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I can do this. I can do this. But just make sure that you are adapting to an opening up in the road, not adapting to your insecurities and frustrations and getting to a point where you're doing things out of desperation because you're going to burn too many bridges and you're going to burn yourself out by forcing things and you're going to burn other people out by forcing things and so forcing things is never the way to do it sometimes you need to double down yes sometimes you got to push through a bit of tiredness or frustration or fatigue sometimes you got to push through just to get to the next finish line or the next checkpoint to get that boost from achieving it i'm not saying like don't push I'm just saying don't force things when it's clearly a case of you needing to disconnect, recharge, breathe, reevaluate, pick a different route, ask for help, learn a new skill set, change the order of things, reevaluate the timeline. Sometimes those things are necessary. 
And if you are too stubborn or if you're too proud or if you're too arrogant to look at all those things, you're going to become irrelevant or you're going to become a figure that people are going to dislike a lot because you will force things that make people very uncomfortable and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So how can we become patient? How can we become perseverant without forcing things, without taking irresponsible shortcuts? Well, step one, recharge your battery. Disconnect from whatever it is that's not flowing the way it needs to flow. Collect your thoughts. Educate yourself on the reality of how long things take. Educate yourself on the paths that generally work without all the side effects, you know? Stop comparing yourself to other people that might be doing unethical things or unhealthy things because, yes, your gym goals, if you're comparing yourself to people that are using steroids, drugs, uh, uh, have eating disorders, obviously you're going to have a slower... uh, Root, but yours is more sustainable. It's healthier. It has fewer side effects. You're not going to end up, you know, in the hospital because of it. Like, you're going to end up having something more sustainable. So just remember that sometimes you're comparing yourself to people that are doing using unsustainable practices, and you might be taking an ethical and sustainable uh, path, but the ethical and sustainable path takes longer. I've sometimes caught myself comparing myself to very unethical sleazeballs in the industry that manipulate people into always buying more, always buying more, always seeking the next level, always seeking the next big thing. And like for me, I don't like creating codependencies. I don't like creating a business where people depend on, uh, on you. I like creating a business that's generous, gives the best stuff for free, and charges for the personalized experience. Now, if I were to be an unethical sleazeball and take all of the the, the, the content of Develop Yum and, and package it in to a, a business model that is for high growth, but without any ethics involved, well, sure, I could grow very fast, but then all of a sudden, the quality of the content would go down, the satisfaction of my clients would go down, um, the frustration would increase. There'd be way more phone calls or emails to customer service or, or or billing. Like there would be so much more drama and so much more bullshit to deal with if I were to take that route. And right now with the whole coronavirus thing, obviously crime goes up because frustration goes up. People's stability goes down. So people start like start compromising their morals, their ethics, their values during times of adversity sometimes, and they start taking shortcuts. But many times those shortcuts and bringing them into either relationships, a quality of life, health-wise, into a much, much, much more difficult reality. So many times we get tempted with these offers. And I know every time I've been with struggles, whether they be financially, emotionally, mentally, someone has come with this irresistible offer and I'm like, 
oh my goodness, I could explode, I could solve everything in two seconds. But then I look at it and I breathe and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to act out of desperation. I look, you know what, this doesn't go with my ethics. This doesn't go with my values. I prefer taking a slower route but building something more solid. Okay, that's my choice. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to compare myself with all these other options that just aren't in line with what I wanted to do. And sadly, I know too many people that are desperation either have given up before the finish line and given up like right before exploding. I've worked with some wonderful people all over the world uh, and I've, I've met wonderful, brilliant minds. But when people don't know how to prevent burnout, when they don't know how to recover from burnout, when they don't know how to uh, interconnect their goals and, and really design a path, that's sustainable and exciting. Things get a little bit ugly sometimes. And I've seen people that I greatly admire settle for relationships that don't fulfill them. Settle for relationships out of desperation because it's like, oh, there's nothing better available at the time or I'm about to hit 30, or I'm about to hit 35, or I'm about to hit 25. And, you know, I got to start a family before this age. So, like... I'm just going to settle. Like, it's, and then they start justifying, like, uh, where am I going to find someone with this? Where am I going to find someone with that? Where am I going to find someone who does this? You know what? And there's a lot of good. And yeah, of course, there's a lot of good. But if it doesn't fulfill you, why, 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 why are you settling, right? And, and I've seen so many people settle for careers that they have no interest in or relationships that don't fulfill them whatsoever because they didn't have the confidence or the patience or the perseverance to keep trooping when things got difficult. Every time there's been a time of adversity, like I remember one time I was doing very well. I was doing very well emotionally, mentally, physically, with the business. I was traveling all over the world. I was going to Brazil and Japan like a lot because those markets were exploding. And I, I was in a trip to in Brazil and it was just one of those trips where everything that can go wrong went wrong. We had a person promise us a bunch of students and a bunch of support, and that person canceled all of that the day before we arrived. Then we arrived, and then that person was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna help you with a with a at least a free intro." So I did a free intro, and during the intro, this guy started selling to my clients their personal stuff and convincing them that they should take his stuff. And uh, so we ended up renting a house in case we had students, but this person who had promised us really a lot of stuff really didn't follow through. So we ended up like spending a fortune in this house. We didn't, like the team that had promised us a lot of stuff didn't follow through. So it was like a waste of money and waste of time. And then I started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to adapt to this. I'm going to start making a bunch of videos. Then what happened? My camera died. It broke. I was like, okay, well, then I need to buy a new camera. In Brazil, buying cameras is expensive because technology there is more expensive than the, most of the world. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to buy a camera. So I started filming. And it was just, every time I took one more step, something happened. Then we got to, to a different city. We got to Rio. And uh, in Rio, a lot of different things happened. I basically almost died, literally. Uh, there was a gas leak in an apartment we rented. And this gas leak went on for a few hours. It, uh, I was in a hot tub and, uh, 
above the hot tub there was a boiler and it was just a bunch of uh, toxic fumes were coming out of that and I passed out cold for three hours in the hot tub and I tried to walk out of the room but I would keep collapsing I would regain a little bit of consciousness and I would fall and hit my head or regain a little bit of consciousness and fall and hit my head uh, and uh, I almost died that day and when I almost died, a lot of my team that was with me at the time, they were like, I can't deal with this stress. I can't deal with this stress. And a lot of people actually quit. A lot of people just gave up that trip. That was, that was a defining moment in my career because it was a moment where there was just so many things that happened. People not delivering, people over-promising, uh, emergency cases happening, near-death experience happening. Uh, a lot of wasted money. That trip, I think we lost like 10000 or $15,000. It's just like everything that could go wrong went wrong because a several thousand dollar camera breaking, uh, renting a mm, several thousand dollar home to give classes in because the venue canceled last minute and well, we thought we had a bunch of people but they had lied and then the few people there were, they basically flipped over to their stuff and it was like, it was just one of those days where or trips where everything went wrong, right? And I remember in that moment, I was like, I can give up now or I can keep trooping despite all of these very frustrating moments. But most of the people on my team that time, they were like, I can't deal with this. This is just too much uncertainty. It's just too much stress. And for me, it was like, you know what? You win some, you lose some. Let bygones be bygones. That's something that a lot of people, if they've been punished too much, if they've been let down too much, if they fail too much, it can be hard to live with that mentality of let bygones be bygones or don't cry over spilled milk. But if you want to get far in life, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have surprises. Like the coronavirus thing, no one could plan that. Like, sure, we knew that this would happen eventually of some sort of way. We didn't know when. We didn't know how. We didn't know to what intensity. And it's not something that we really could have planned for, right? Uh, at least not as individual levels. Uh, as government, yeah, there could have been better planning. Uh, and it's, it's shocking how many people let those defining moments lead them to give up and I get it. I get it. I understand things can be very tough. Like, obviously, I'm an entrepreneur, so I, I, I have chosen a lifestyle with more uncertainty, with more stress, with more ups and downs. I get it. I get it's not for everyone. But in any career, you're going to have ups and downs. In any career, you're going to have letdowns. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have things take longer than you expect. Things get stuck. Things, you know, go off track. Like, that happens. But you have to decide whether or not you're going to let those moments shut you down. And I've just seen too many times people shut down right before the finish line or be too hard on themselves because they're facing things that are just part of the path, natural parts of the path. And for me, it's been it's been a strong process of like how do you keep taking steps when you keep getting beat down 
How do you keep growing? How do you keep taking risks? How do you keep putting in the same excitement into your work when you are facing adversity? You know, I've had a couple of very tough years because my grandfather, who I was the primary caretaker of him, he passed away and I was there, you know, taking care of him to his very last breath. And it was a very tough period. And then now with the coronavirus, again, a very tough period. And uh, there's been many times where just like the stress just goes, it just goes crazy. And it's been such a challenge sometimes to keep on track. But the best way to keep on track and what has worked for me the best is one, don't go at it alone. Ask for help. Build a support network. Two, know when to disconnect, recharge, reevaluate things, and then return to whatever you have uh, pending with more mental clarity and more confidence. Know when to surround yourself by people that cheer you on, when to surround yourself by people who uh, tell you the hard truth. Know when to surround yourself with people that that just are kind of more neutral parties where you just can be yourself and you don't need to keep up appearances. Learn to compete with your past self, not your future self. Cut yourself some slack. Don't punish yourself over things from the past. Learn from them. Learn from them. Like, I've made so many mistakes. To this day, I still look back to stupid things I've done, stupid things I've said, uh, mismanagement of, of money, time, resources, etc. Times where I've said an offensive thing without wanting to be offensive. Times where I've just done the wrong thing. And when you're insecure or when you're facing adversity, it's so easy to just go into a space of like just bashing yourself. And I've done that too many times. I've done that too many times. And, and when I realized, okay, it's tough time to stop bashing yourself it's time to learn it's time to grow it's time to take this situation and turn it into a positive situation and i will say most of the periods where i've had most adversity where i've had most frustration where things have been extended or paralyzed or shut down most of those cases have been situations where it's like you know what i can learn from this i can grow from this i can get better because of this I've built better teams when teams have dissolved. I have built better products and services when I've faced rejection or, or, or hate. I have uh, improved so many things during very difficult times. But that's not always the case. There are times where we are going to fall and we're going to fall hard. We're going to feel crushed. And that's, in those moments, ask for help. In those moments... See what you can learn from it in those moments. See them as a temporary thing. And one thing that I also do to myself, uh, uh, do when I'm kind of in a better mental and emotional state, is I ask myself, you know, this thing that I'm stressing out over, this thing that's ha having me like almost giving up, would this affect my life in five, ten years? Yes or no? No. For example, when at that time where I almost died and, and, and that trip where it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong, I just ask myself, is this going to affect me in five, ten years? No. Is it going to affect me in the next few weeks or the next few months? Hell yes. But this doesn't prevent me from being where I want to be in five years. Okay. Well, then I'm going to get my butt in gear, recover from it, learn from it, build a better foundation, build a better structure, build something more sustainable with a fewer surprises along the way. Boom. Okay. 
I started building that. It took me longer than expected to build that. I'm still building it, but I'm very proud of what I'm building. And sometimes you've got to take steps backwards to catapult yourself forward. And the last few years, for example, if I go like three years back, I was traveling more, I was doing more events, I was actually making more money. I was in a better state in terms of like a lot of the things that we use to measure success. But we need to diversify our measures of success and not put all our eggs in one basket. Because yes, back then I made a bunch of money, I had more success than I have now in some areas, but it wasn't sustainable. It was more work and more stressful. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to take a few steps backwards. I'm going to reevaluate a lot of things. I'm going to build a better team, a better foundation. So I started training people. I started building things from scratch. I started like, I pressed the reset button with everything I'd learned. And yes, I canceled a lot of things and I slowed down immensely in some areas, but I also sped up a lot in other areas. And one of the things I'm very proud of, but that sometimes I forget and I beat myself up about is like, Yes, I took several steps backwards to build a better foundation, to build something more sustainable. And I'm very proud of the team I built. I'm very proud of the content I've created. I'm very proud of everything I'm building. But the route I've chosen now, being more ethical and being more sustainable, requires more patience. The route I was taking a few years ago was a very agile approach, like a very agile, flexible, like I'll adapt to anything. I'll go anywhere in the world. I'll do anything like whatever is required. And I'm like, I had low expenses, high profit margins, and I could just like do everything the way I wanted. Now it's like, okay, my profit margins have gone down significantly because now I have way more expenses because I have a something more sustainable to build. And in order to do that, I got to invest. I got to invest in my future. I want to invest in the quality of life I want. And I could beat myself up over the fact that I've taken this approach, but I also can look at myself when I have a bad day now, I know my team is producing videos. I know my team is giving classes. I know my team is building this. I know my team is building that. So I can have a bad day and disconnect. And my I have built something with more sustainability. Before, if I took a day off, it meant no progress. Now, it's different. Now, I have built something different. But by building something different, I also had to embrace the fact that it takes a little longer time. And, and the moment I, I, I embraced things just taking a little longer time, but being more ethically in line with what I want, being more comfortable for what I really want to build in the long term, it also, I've managed to find a certain excitement in a different area of the business and in a different area of my career. And there's like, okay, we can do this. But I do want you to reflect on your life. How many times you've given up because suddenly things got intense and had you maybe taken a few more steps, like three more steps, maybe you would have leveled up. Maybe you're just about to level up in your career and your relationship in, in, in your, your general quality of life. But you chose instead of leveling up to give up in that moment. I also want you to identify how much you expect to have instant gratification all the time. How much you expect to just, from one day to another, get everything you want. Because we live in a world where that's a reality with most things. But I also want you to reflect on some of the things you want to achieve. They might need 5, 10, 
20 years. And ask yourself, are you going to regret it in 20 years if you don't do that? I'm not a big fan of the whole narrative in personal development of like, you're going to die, so get your acting gear. I'm more of a fan of like, you have time to figure your shit out. You have time to figure out your stuff. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to try something that doesn't work out or learn from it and pivot and grow. Honestly, I've, I've, I just, it saddens me every time I see someone give up before the finish line. It saddens me every time someone is too impatient or every time someone gives so much power to the judgments of others. I have considered quitting so many times my projects because of judgments and criticisms, sure. But I've never considered it near enough to actually do it. But I've seen so many people actually do it. And that to me is like, whoa, okay. That's very sad. How many wonderful artists, how many wonderful business ideas, how many wonderful people that were about to innovate stopped because... They ran out of time or resources in their mind. Like, let's be honest. We live in a world with infinite time and resources. Honestly, like, you're lying to yourself if you say you, you, you like, sure. If you don't achieve certain things by a certain time, you might have to pivot, you might have to change, you might have to adapt to a new reality, a new situation temporarily. But you can set things in motion that go way beyond your life. You can set things in motion for the next five generations. For example, Elon Musk, I admire him a lot for the fact that he's doing a lot of things that he's not going to benefit from himself, but future generations are. And he's not being like, oh, I don't have time to do this. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can in this lifetime. And I'm like, I want that ambition. I want that confidence in myself. I want that willingness to take risks. And, and that's the thing. Many times we're like, we, we set ourselves these crazy deadlines that just burn ourselves out by pressuring ourselves so much and they don't take into account the fact that we don't need to achieve it by that date. Yes. Are there benefits of having certain things in certain timelines because it's a prerequisite to the next thing? Sure. But that's why you interconnect your goals and you see what do I have to achieve by the short term? What do I have to achieve by the medium term? What do I have to achieve by the long term? How do they interconnect? And am I being too hard on myself on something that's long term? And am I treating it like if it's something short term? I've done that so many times. I beat myself up because I haven't achieved long term results in the short term. And if you can celebrate small wins, it releases dopamine in your brain. It makes you... It gives you more energy. It helps you take more steps. So these things that you know that you're beating yourself up about because you haven't achieved yet. Honestly, look at it objectively. Look at everything you have achieved. Look at, look at yourself two years ago. Where were you two years ago? Where were you five years ago? Where were you ten years ago? You've probably done a lot of stuff that you have not celebrated. You've probably achieved and learned a lot of things you have not fully processed. And if you take the time to actually process it, oh my goodness, everything changes. 
Like, take the time to process your growth, your lessons. And yes, sometimes you have to value things that seem like they're distractions, seem like you're taking steps backwards. But ask yourself, have you taken steps backwards because you're building a better foundation, because you're building a better future, because you're building things that are, like, are you ahead of your time maybe? There have been things that I have built in the past where I was ahead of my time and it was just, it wasn't the right timing for the market or it wasn't the right time infrastructure-wise, resources-wise. And I was ahead of my time and I got frustrated. Then a few years later, I tried again and it was like, perfect timing. Sometimes you're building things, sometimes you're working on things that just, they're for two months from now, they're for three years from now, they're for five years from now. And that's okay. You know? So... I really implore you to filter out all the noise, eliminate all the self-doubt and self-judgment. I know it sounds cheesy, but you can only do it when you set those goals that are more important than your, your, your fears and insecurities. You can only do it when you really decide that this is more important to me than pretty much anything else like like this is more important to me than 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 what people are going to think about me and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to people or that you shouldn't value people's opinions or suggestions but it is so easy to beat yourself up by all the noise you and all the feedback and all the judgments and all the criticisms and all the opinions that's why in the previous episode we talked about building a mental spam filter and filtering out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what is relevant now, what's relevant in the future. This is important stuff. It's super important. And there are so many of you giving so much power to your parents, to your society, to your friends and their opinions and their judgments, and you're trying to be someone you're not, trying to be something you're not, trying to follow a rhythm that's not yours, trying to do things in a way that doesn't work for you. And Kit Kat, our lovely cat, just pressed a bunch of things on my computer because she walked all over my keyboard. Um, so it's very, 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 very important that you know how to value people but not get lost trying to follow their rhythms. Because, for example, here in the team, we have people from many different cultures many different economic realities, many different uh, personality types, very different goals, very different ambitions, very different traumas and fears. And whenever we are too insecure, we start maybe comparing ourselves to others. For example, we have one guy on the team who in the past, like, uh, up until like six months ago, he was kind of more paralyzed. He was more insecure about a lot of things. He was he hadn't taken the time to fully interconnect his goals, and he hadn't taken time to fully get clarity of like what path he wanted to take. Right. So back then he was doing great work, but it was not as constant, and he wasn't taking as many risks. Then about December, when December hit, approximately. He, he really had an introspective process where he identified, you know what? I have these goals. I want to achieve this. I don't want to waste these resources or these opportunities. I want to be this here by this time approximately. 
And in order to do that, I need to take these extra steps. So he started learning how to edit videos when he had never edited a video before. He started learning how to uh, make thumbnails before, and he had never done that before. He, he started learning all these new things. Now he's our fastest, most efficient editor. And then all the other people on the team that had been editing videos, including myself, we were like, how can he do so many videos so fast? Like this guy can pump out like six videos in a day. And I'm like, wow. For me, it takes maybe two or three days to edit a video sometimes. And I was like, this is crazy. So many of us started kind of trying to replicate his rhythm. And we burned ourselves out and we felt defeated and we felt like a failure trying to replicate that. But his personality types, his context, the amount of prep work mentally he had done for the 12 months leading up to that, led him to be in a situation where he was ready to ramp up productivity. He was ready to double down. He was ready to learn a lot of things. But maybe some other members on the team, including myself, were facing some stressful things emotionally, mentally, and maybe we weren't ready to go that extreme. Or maybe because of our personalities, we needed more breaks or different order in doing things, or, or maybe we wanted to do the work differently with slightly different results that maybe take, it took a little time, uh, extra time. And I know that when this guy ramped up everything, it was like, whoa, this is awesome. And we all tried to model that. And then we were like, you know what? I can't follow this rhythm because this rhythm wasn't designed for me. It wasn't designed for my workflow and, and, and my personality and my process. I need to find my own process. Uh, and yes, I could learn from him to be a little bit more ambitious and do more, but there came a point where many of us started beating ourselves up because we couldn't uh, follow that same rhythm. And a lot of people started almost giving up, being like, I can't do this, I can't do that, that's not for me. And many of these people are wonderful at what they do and they might do things a little bit more interesting or a little bit more fun or a little bit more playful because of different personalities. But all they could see is that they weren't getting as many videos out a, a, a day. And I'm like, it's okay, you don't need to have the same amount out. This guy is wonderful at pumping them out very methodically. But maybe your area is not doing it as methodically, but more focusing on how to innovate and grow and make them more interesting and changing things up and switching things up. Okay. So don't give up, just find your strength and find your passion because we have different processes, all of us. And that's something that here during the pandemic was a little extra hard because we all had heightened stress, heightened frustration, heightened uncertainty, and we, we started comparing ourselves too much to each other. And, and, and when we finally were like, you know what, this person needs this, this person needs this, this person needs this, I need this. Okay, this person's strength is this, this person's strength is this, this person has a capacity here that's immense. And it's okay if we have differences in how we do things, you know? And that's why I keep saying that in a world where we're comparing ourselves to these perfect influences, these perfect coaches, these perfect people, it's, it's messy. It's messy. And because we're comparing ourselves to people that might have a different personality, different context, different goals, different experiences, different knowledge. They might be taking shortcuts. They might be doing things unethically. They might be doing things that, that don't work for us, right? So find your path. Accept that sometimes your path is going to take you a little longer, but maybe your path, even if it takes you a little longer or doesn't have as many results in the short term, might build you 
a happier life, might build you a, a, a better career or something more sustainable, right? So, like, just reflect on this. What actions can you take right now to recharge your battery, to regain confidence, to regain concentration? What activities, what environments, what people can you connect with? What skills can you learn? What things can you study? What steps can you take right now to get out of that rut and to get out of that defeatist uh, attitude? What steps can you take right now to innovate, to grow, to resolve things that aren't working? Many times when things take a little longer than we expect is because we have inefficiencies. What parts of your process are inefficient or are just not tailored to you? I've learned a lot over the last few years uh, with my business where in the beginning I tried to replicate and model my business after everyone else that already had achieved certain success. But it's only when I started finding my own path that things actually started working. And it's fascinating what you can do with the things you already have. For example, now with the coronavirus, resources are lower, movement is lower, and you can... like. I just went around the apartment and I was like, what can I do with the things I already have? And I have a comment here from Ryan McDonald. Hey, man, long time. Uh, I'm actually very happy to, to receive this comment. Uh, you're speaking facts. This is what I need to hear right now. Happy to see your progression, man. Thank you, brother. Um, I hope you're well. Where are you at now? Didn't you move to Ontario? Where, where about are you at in the world now? Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear from you. Thank you very much for being here. I mean, this, that makes me happy. That makes me happy, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, just look at what things, what things are you doing right now out of desperation? Where have you given up? And how can you actually take control? Like, and what can you, how can you maximize your resources right now? For example, in, in my life, like, I looked when, when this coronavirus hit, being a business owner, and right now, actually, we're living in Mexico. You know, we moved from Canada to Mexico, and we're enjoying the weather. We're enjoying the food. We're enjoying a lot of benefits from being here, right? Uh, cost of labor is also uh, uh, better, and, uh, like, there are many benefits. But when coronavirus hit, it was like, okay, we don't have the same securities here compared to Canada or Denmark, where I was living before. Uh, and I was like, shit. Okay. Here, I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I had to get very creative to maximize resources during this coronavirus because I had to cancel all my events. I had to cancel every conference, every talk, every uh, training session at every business I was going to. Like everything went on hold. And I was like, I have the same expenses, but my income just went down big time. And uh, I don't have government checks coming in because of the country I've chosen to be in right now. And uh, it's like, how am I going to, adapt to this so i actually went into storage rooms and i was like there's so much i was like i'm gonna do more online content and my strength had always been more in-person stuff than online stuff and uh i was like how am i gonna build you know the office better so i started just i painted a wall green to make a green screen i started building lights out of lights i already had i started building tripods and building camera mounts and mounting things on the walls and i started really building a new office with things I already had in the apartment. And there were many things that I had bought in the past but didn't work for me right away, so I dismissed them. I was like, they don't work for me. And then I was like, 
okay, how can I use them now more creatively? And then I started kind of having more of an engineer's mindset and I started building things out of the things I already had. And all of a sudden, instead of having three working cameras, I had four working cameras. Instead of having three working lights, I had like seven working lights. Uh, And from having one uh, mobile set to having like four or five solid sets, like it, it like permanent sets. And I was like, okay, I can get creative. I don't need to give up when the world tries to tear me down or when there are surprises along the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Ryan answered, I'm in Ottawa. You have a good memory. It's been about 16 years. Holy crap. How time has flown. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Oh my goodness. I'm feeling old all of a sudden because that just feels like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, time flies. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's really crazy how much opportunity is when things feel like they're about to break down. There have been so many times where I've been about to give up and a lot of people around me have given up and they've settled for unhealthy relationships, uh, unsatisfactory careers, where they really have just ended up in a, in a situation where they're not happy, right? And many times I've been feeling like I wanted to quit because I just, the pressure mounts, right? But in many of those moments, I've leveled up. In many of those moments where I'm like, I, I'm going to cancel everything. Like, I remember when my grandfather was passing away and like I canceled everything for like six to eight months, if not a year, pretty much. Like, it was pretty much a year where I just, like I canceled all my events to be there for my grandfather. I really was like, I, I can't do much. Like, I, I need to be there for my grandfather. And then in those moments, I got invited to speak on a stage in front of 500 people. I got invited to Spain, and it was like, they begged me to go to Spain, and I had to find someone to kind of cover my grandfather while I, I went to Spain, because these people were so, so in need of my help. And it was just like, they were begging. And it was like, okay, I have the choice of just focusing on helping one person right now, or I can kind of build a team that allows me to have my grandfather taken care of right now and then go help more people. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Spain, help more people. I'm going to go give that talk to, to 500 people. And out of that, I built a team. And all of a sudden, I literally built a full-time team of, of amazing people in those months. Even though everything was falling apart, even though uh, I was ready to give up on everything, there were opportunities in those moments to level up, to build something more sustainable. And and I've just seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times that like whenever I've had a team break down or quit or whenever I've had uh, a very like a near-death experience, whenever I've had just adversity like coronavirus and things like that being like, no, your plans, you're going to have to reevaluate them. Every time it's been like, oh my goodness, why am I even doing this? Uh, this is crazy. Like, this is, who do I even think I am? Like, and then it's why I remind myself, listen, this project is bigger than you. This is a responsibility to share this content with the world. Don't give up yet. You can do this. What can you learn from this? What can you do with the resources you have? What can you do with the team you have? And how can you grow? And maybe I can't grow in the areas that I had planned to grow in that moment, but I can grow in a different area. And there's always something you can do. You always have control and power. But a lot of us feel like we have no control and power when we make everything external. Too many people blame other people 
or blame themselves for everything and then they get paralyzed. And that's a different story. But too many people have this idea that everything is about luck and everything is about what you were born into, what opportunities you have in terms of what school you went to, blah, blah. No. You have full control over so many things. And yes, there's some things that are outside of your control as in other people's actions. But you can decide whether you let that tear you down or you can decide whether to let that boost you up to give you more confidence, to find a new solution, to pivot, to adapt, to learn, to grow. You have a choice in how you're going to let that influence you. You cannot change people's actions. Yes, you can help them become more confident. You can help them become more productive. You can help them become kinder by helping them recharge the battery, uh, help boost them up emotionally, mentally, etc. Like You can help people. Like I work in personal development. I do believe in, in the fact that people can change if they want to. And you can help people. Like I'm a big fan of that. But there are some things that are outside of your control. Like the coronavirus, we couldn't plan for that. The government, what they do in terms of... Uh, economic policy sure you can vote and you can kind of influence it a little bit but there are certain things and certain laws and certain regulations and certain things that might be outside of your control you might not be able to control every choice of every person around you like you might be able to influence choice but you can't control choice and a lot of people make the mistake of being like oh my goodness Everything is their fault. It's the government's fault. It's the my parents' fault, or it's my. Uh, uh, I just grew up in this poor neighborhood, so I can't be successful. Or I like they just blame other people, and that's not to say other people don't have some influence or responsibility, and that shouldn't be held accountable and kept in check or whatever. But you have full control whether you let that make you give up fully. Or whether you choose to be like, I want to break the cycle. I want to learn from this. I want to improve from this. I want to change things because of this. I want to learn a new skill set. I want to be the first person in my family to graduate from high school. I want to be the first person in my family to graduate from college. I want to be like, those things don't apply to me. Well, uh, no, not at all. But those are things I've heard. Like I've seen people come from adversity and get out of adversity by having the ambition and the perseverance, right? I've seen people turn their lives around uh, so many times, so, 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 so many times. I wouldn't, like, who would I be to work in personal development if I didn't believe in people's ability to turn things around? And with that in mind, that also means that I believe in your ability to turn things around. But the first thing you have to do is you have to set those goals, be ambitious, don't give too much power to what other people say, Watch the previous episode about building a mental spam filter if you're getting lost with everyone's thoughts, feedback, suggestions, hate, etc. Like if, if, if you're having issues with that, go back one episode. It will change your life. Um, don't get too carried away with things that are outside of your control and take control. Take control. And the moment you take control, you're going to have more energy and excitement for your projects. The moment you take control, you're going to get unstuck. And... There's so many things you can do. And if you're willing to take steps backwards, like if you're willing to stop keeping up appearances, stop acting perfect, because no one is perfect. And if you're willing to be like, you know what, I'm not too proud to sell things. I'm not too proud to go back to school. I'm not too proud to admit that this is not my career path and I'm going to take a different career path. I'm not too proud to admit that this relationship might not be working and it's time for a change. I'm not too proud to make a change. 
Sadly, some people are too proud because they're too insecure, and then they reinforce a reality that is not healthy. That was a big challenge for me when facing adversity here with the team, that certain people that come from more kind of challenging pasts have very much that feeling of, I don't want to go back there. I cannot go backwards. I cannot go backwards. Like now, this is my new standard. I cannot take steps backwards. And I had to explain when, when coronavirus hit. I'm sorry. You have to put your pride and ego inside and we got to take some steps backwards and we got to build a foundation so we can catapult ourselves forward coming out of this pandemic. I am a firm believer that you can be going through hell and you can take that moment to build a ladder. You can take that moment to build a catapult. You can build a plane. You can build a car. Like You can build something that will get you out of that place. Build wings or whatever, like construct some wings, whatever, you, helicopter, whatever you want to visualize, whatever metaphor works for you. But I'm a firm believer that you can be going through hell and you have a choice whether you just give up and you just say it's like this is life or you go like I'm going to change this. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to break this cycle no matter what other people think or what other people say. And also remember in personal development, there are a lot, of, a lot of people around you that are insecure, that want to tear you down, that want to keep you with your vices, with your bad choices, with your limited lifestyle because they don't want you to outgrow them. Don't be afraid to outgrow people. And I promise you that a lot of those people that you're afraid to outgrow, if you play your card right, not only will you grow yourself, but you might even help them grow. You might inspire them to also grow. They just might have lost hope along the way. So don't be afraid to outgrow people. But when you do achieve certain success, don't forget to encourage people to level up as well. You know, you don't have to put people down to lift yourself up. On the contrary, level up, inspire people, include people, invite people, encourage people to also level up. Because if your environment gets healthier, if your if your environment becomes more optimistic, you're going to be more optimistic. But if your environment is toxic and if your environment is a lot of negativity and pessimism, you're going to be more negative and pessimistic. So try to help those people that are currently too negative and pessimistic to be more optimistic, to be more in control, to take more steps. But if they refuse, don't get lost and don't be afraid to uh, leave them behind. And I promise you, many of the ones that you will have to temporarily leave behind will be inspired by you and will later catch up or become competitive with you. And uh, But just don't reinforce your current reality if it's not working for you. So if you have a path you want to go on, if you have ambitions, be patient. Things take time. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't let people tear you down. Don't let people make you feel like a failure. Failure is only permanent if you choose to make it permanent. I have failed more than I've succeeded. But I'm still trooping. I'm still going. I have failed more in my life than I have done anything else pretty much. My life is a long history of failure. But I'm still happy that I'm taking extra steps and I'm not giving up. And that, to me, is worth everything. I have a direction, and I'm not going to give up. And I'm one of those people that 
when I put something, like when I put my mind to something, I'm not too proud to take steps backwards. I'm not too proud to, like, I'm those people, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get to where I want to get. I want to do it as ethically as possible, as sustainably as possible, as kind and inclusively as possible. So I don't mind taking it a little bit slower to do all of that. But I am not going to let people tear me down to the point where I give up. However, I am human, so I am insecure. I have moments where people say things. It makes me revaluate things. It makes me feel like shit at times. I am human. But I pick myself up after those moments. And that's what we need to learn how to do. Pick yourself up after those moments. Never overextend failure. Never give up. Keep trooping. If something isn't working, just see what you have to change. Don't see it as a permanent failure. See it as a temporary lesson, learning opportunity, growth opportunity. And I promise everything will be better if, if, if you stop seeking the next thrill that's temporary and start building something sustainable because you're going to have way more thrills when your resources improve, when your stability improves, when your relationships improve, when you feel more accomplished. So right now you might be getting distracted with all these kind of irresponsible things and distractions that make you feel alive because they give you a rush, but they don't actually help you build a future. Understand that if you persevere through all the adversity, if you are patient, if you don't rush things, if you're willing to play the long game and celebrate the short or medium term wins so you don't give up along the way, so you don't feel frustrated, if you actually take the time to build something, you're going to be able to have all those thrills. You're going to be able to have all that excitement. And you can have both. It's not about sacrificing fun. It's not about sacrificing anything. Sure. Will there be times where it's wise to sacrifice things? Sure. But many times we sacrifice things out of stupidity and insecurities and frustration. And many times we hold on to things that are not healthy, that are not contributing to us because of our insecurities and our frustrations. So identify whether you are holding on to things from the past that are just not contributing to you anymore. Identify whether you lack the self-control right now because you just have given up and you've been like, this is my current reality. With that in mind, I want to show you guys a, a little ad spot, like a little video that I threw together for next week's episode that talks about self-control. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to wrap up. Uh, but yeah, please reflect on this. Hey there. Do you have terrible impulse control? Do you have terrible self-control? Are you constantly doing things that you regret right after? Do you have certain goals in mind that you try very enthusiastically to change, implement, or achieve, but it's really hard to sustain because you are very ambitious and you achieve a lot of things very fast, 
and then you crash and burn. I think when we talk about self-control, one of the things we don't talk about enough is burnout. When we want to achieve self-control, we have to make plans that yes, are ambitious, that challenge us, but that also make sure not to burn us out because the moment that we burn out, we're gonna crash and we're gonna have a rebound. We're gonna give in to that temptation. We're gonna give in to that instinct. We're gonna react on autopilot and we're not gonna make the choices that are aligned with what we really want to achieve or where we wanna go. So if you take some time to actually make a plan that helps you not burn yourself out, that provides certain amount of flexibility to implement certain activities, certain things that you might right now want to eliminate or change totally, but if you're patient enough and make a plan that's in stages instead of cold turkey, then you're much more likely to achieve your desired goals. I see this every day. I see so many people decide that they have a new weight loss plan or that they have a new plan for their business or their work routine and they make a very ambitious plan with lots of excitement, lots of adrenaline in the moment. But the moment they start executing it, the first half a day or a day or the first half a week or a week, they can execute it, but then they burn out, then they get frustrated, then they have a rebound, then they have a distraction, and then they miss the mark. And then they punish themselves too much, and it's just kind of like, yay, I am moving excitedly, and then shit, I fell again. Oh yes, I'm achieving something exciting. Oh, I fell again. So, if you really want to have self-control, if you really want to limit or uh, control certain instincts that you're not happy with, the easiest way to do it is if you have sufficient mental clarity, energy, inner peace to actually achieve it. I'm gonna give you this quick exercise. Look at every time that you've had a moment where you mess up, where you fall back, where you take steps backwards and identify what's a common denominator. And I'm willing to bet that one of the common denominators is burnout, fatigue or frustration. If you make a plan that doesn't burn you out as much, that doesn't frustrate you as much, and that's a little more kind to you, even if it takes a little longer, it's better to make a medium term plan that you can stick with than a short term plan that you fail within a couple of days or within a week and a half. That's something I want you to reflect on. And if you want to explore this idea further, you can join us this Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time for a live transmission of our podcast, Develop Yum and Unplugged, where we're going to look at and discuss all these different things that we can do to improve our success rate with our goals, that we can improve our self-control, where we can limit those moments where we fall to temptation and really end up getting frustrated with ourselves because we didn't stick to that plan we had. If you're interested, the link will be in the description below and I'll see you there. Have a good one. Okay, so that basically concludes the little promo I did for the next week's uh, podcast because it, it's very, very important to, to understand how our actions greatly influence whether we get burned out, whether we get distracted, whether we stay on course. And sometimes we need a bit of self-control. And self-control is one of those things that you got to build. And you got to build it with, you know, some self-awareness and, and some some concrete planning. And uh, I've, I've just seen too many people mm, struggle with that and um, end up creating lives that don't work for them or 
planning something super ambitiously and then falling because they just didn't plan it properly. They didn't plan in a sustainable way. And they didn't think about the fact that by sometimes being overly impatient and overly ambitious, the act of self-control becomes harder because you burn yourself out, you frustrate yourself, you get impatient, and then you start doing unhealthy things. So if you want to break a pattern, you got to give yourself time to rewire your brain, re- uh, change your habits. They don't just change from one day to another. There's no magical pill that just like, oh my goodness, everything just it changes from one day to another. Things some whatever it is you're going through that's difficult or whatever thing you want to change, whatever thing you want to quit or whatever thing you want to implement, you've probably spent many months neglecting that or doing the opposite of that. So it's going to take you many months to build that. Like it's not just one day to another. And one of the ways to do that is with self-control. But it's easier to have self-control when you have clarity of what direction am I going. And also having the patience and the perseverance not to give up and not, not do things out of frustration. So that's something that that I see so many people like get frustrated and upset that things don't happen right away. So they don't have the commitment and self-control to keep pushing because they feel like it's a waste of time. But things only a waste of time if you are going down the wrong path or if you're giving so much power to insecurities and your fears that you're doing things out of frustration, desperation, or you're becoming lazy. Not because you naturally are lazy, but because you're feeling frustrated or, or lack of excitement for something, so you just become lazy because of circumstance. So identify how you can make a plan that you get excited about, build a support network that has your back, where you make the changes that you have to make in your life and where you learn from adversity, where you grow from frustration, where you don't give up because of these things. And now is the time to level up. Right now we're going through a lot of uncertainty, but it's also a wonderful time to uh, innovate or reinvent yourself. Now is a perfect time. You have time now. We have more time than ever. Yeah, we might have lower resources or more uncertainty, more stress from other areas. But right now, we have time. And we live to like 80, 90, or 100, or 110. We live longer than ever. I've said that several times. So don't rush. Don't settle. Never settle, okay? That's something that I'm very, very passionate about because I see too many people settle every day. So please don't settle. Build the life you want. And if you want more help with this, if you want tips with this, I recommend you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Develop Element. Subscribe to my personal channel, Yannick Lawerson, which I've recently made, and I'm about to ramp that one up again. I have a pretty cool video coming out today or tomorrow about anxiety on that one that I'm very proud of. And... uh yeah, we also have classes, courses. We have uh, seminars and things, uh, especially once this opens up. And we will have some online stuff if you're interested. We're also about to finish the, uh, a book, a wonderful book. I've been, like my sister and I have been working on it for the last, well, over a year. And right now we're doing the final sprint, trying to get it out within a month or two. So that we're very excited about. So uh, there's plenty of more information where, where, where this came from. And this was just a simple episode where I just wanted you guys to realize, you know, it's okay if things are taking a little longer than than you expected. And if you're getting frustrated, just don't give up. Don't give up. Persevere and be patient and understand that, you know, we have unhealthy expectations and an unhealthy addiction to instant gratification because everything is so readily available right now. But 
we also live in a point in history where we have time. We have time. Don't rush. You have access to resources. You can reinvent yourself all the times you want. I've reinvented myself so many times. Every time I move to a new country, every time I start a new project, I reinvent myself, you know? And that's okay. So you don't have to hold on to the past. It's, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care what mistakes you've done. I don't care who you're offended or hurt. As long as you learn from that and don't repeat the cycle, and if you actually do things to grow and evolve as a human being. Look at Mike Tyson right now. Mike Tyson has done every imaginable terrible thing and destructive thing and unhealthy thing. And right now, at 55, I think, he's reinventing himself again. He's getting fit. He's getting in shape. He's working on his mental health. He's, he's working on so many different things. And the world is cheering him on. People are excited to see him back. But if people really remember all the things he did back in the 90s and early 2000s, like, he's done a lot of stuff that he's had a rough life. But now the internet is cheering him on because he's evolving as a human being. People love seeing evolution. Yes, we can be very hard on ourselves and we can be very hard on others. But we do like seeing people turn their lives around. We do like seeing people getting out of bad habits and toxic environments and actually making wiser choices. That's something that we all can get behind. So I don't care where you are right now. I don't care where you've been in the past. I care about where you're going. So define your path. Get going. Don't give up. And be patient. You'll get there. You'll get there. And if you need help along the way, remember, asking for help is a generous act. It's an inclusive act. And there are many people there in your life ready to help, happy to help. They just don't know how. And if you feel, if you feel there's no one there to help you, feel free to reach out to me in one of my many socials. I'm here for you. I specialize in personal development because I'm passionate about helping people. So I don't care who you are. I'm here if you need someone. And uh, yeah, with that in mind, I will wrap up. I will say... See you next week. It will be 4 p.m. next, uh, 4 p.m. Central Time next Sunday. And uh, it'll be both on Facebook and YouTube as always. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them in to me throughout the week or in the live chat next week or in the comment sections in these replays. If you're watching this afterwards, I'll be more than happy to answer anything. So, yeah, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for all your support. And uh, yeah, have a good one.